Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show. This episode features 100% less TV's Gina Ippolito and 100% more Frankie G. We will get into that in just a moment, though. This is Knowing is Half the Podcast, and I am Race Decanus. I'm Robert Clark Chan. And I'm Frankie G, baby. There yeah. we go. See, right on cue. We didn't even have to prompt you. Now, Frankie G, for the people at home who would like to know more based on that alone, is the host, creator, etc. of the weekly show Wiz World Live, currently streaming and doing the Renaissance circuit. Frankie, tell us more. Uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, uh, we are called Wiz World Live. We started as a backup fill-in show at, at Hollywood's Pack Theater. And then during the pandemic, we went online and we found a, a, a national and even a sometimes international audience. According Ooh. to the stats, some folks in Germany <laughs> love the show. They never speak up, but they seem to watch it. Uh, and one of our goals be- before COVID was to move to the Ren Fair circuit. And so now we are Earth's most magical talk show, Earth's best and only wizard-based talk show that you can find online at and at a Renaissance Fair near you. It's it's mostly improv. It's tons of fun. Uh, and I... We do some stuff on Twitch that no one else is doing. Like uh, we've done a live bank heist. We've uh, we we turned <laughs> Jeff Bezos into a drider one time, and then blew him up with the help of the ghost of uh, Joan Rivers and Johnny Carson. So it's 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 a fun show. You are living the dream. <laughs> yeah, man. Truly, what <laughs> we all exciting. come to Los Angeles for. <laughs> If you're not coming to Los Angeles to do streaming wizard shows, yeah. I don't know why you would even. <laughs> what come are here. you doing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, today, today we're not watching GI Joe, as you could probably tell, because Gina would murder everyone involved uh, <laughs> and our families if we tried to do an episode of GI Joe without her. So instead, we're doing a show called Camp Candy, and I can't yeah. believe in the seven years of this show we've never done Camp Candy before. <laughs> It honestly, I watched this show when I was a kid. It was a Saturday morning cartoon. Really, qu- the quick version: Saturday morning cartoon. I want to say this is either late '80s or early '90s, featuring John Candy, star of Spaceballs, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, <laughs> Uncle Buck, so much more. And he is a camp counselor who's telling stories about his camp as an unreliable narrator, thus creating hilarious Toon Force action. 
it's a very it's a very uh, low impact show, I would say. And I'm curious how everybody else feels about it. Uh, uh, Frankie, starting with you, what is your relationship with Camp Candy? What made you want to do this show? Well, so uh, I was a little too young to catch it first run, but I I was I was born '86. So jeez, brag much? Jeez. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not that young anymore. Uh, but it started in '89. But I, I started to catch it in, in reruns, and then um, it was on I think Cartoon Network and, and Boomerang like a little bit later. Yeah, so and I, it was on it uh, was on Fox Family Cable until yes, 2001. Yes. So, yeah, and yeah, so, it lasted a while. Yeah, it, it well, it, it's it, and I think it's because it's a very very charming show. Uh, you know, it's got John Candy; he's the anchor. It has his actual kids in the cast. Oh no! Oh, it, 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 it's got like incredible. It's got E.G. Daily. It's got Cree Summer. Like it's it's got folks that would become animation superstars like yeah. right after this show um and it's, it's just nice you know like uh, even the ones that, that we we watched today were just very bizarre ones the 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 titles i feel like did not live up to themselves exactly yeah uh, <laughs> glass menagerie has so much going for it and they just, <laughs> great name I was like, that's one of the top 10 best episode names we've seen on this show mm-hmm. oh you Glass-nost know what? menagerie uh it turns out that's also the name of a night court Oh, is that right? Wow. wow. And, and yeah. in the Night Court episode, the guest star Yakov Smirnov has a oh. visa problem. <laughs> well, here we go. Yes. That's here you you could be making that up right now and I would believe you. Let me just put it that way. Uh I was a diehard Night Court fan uh growing up and I've watched a couple recently. They do not hold up and oh, that no. is no. sad. I just remember John Larroquette is a is a sex fiend who's always trying mm-hmm. to bag Marky Post. Yep. And then yeah. I remember one episode. I don't know if he like accidentally saves her life or something, but she like owes him. So she's like, finally, I'll oh. sleep with you. Oh, and so no. I will never forget this because I was I was a young, uh, a young. What are you like? Middle school aged looking for any a horny thing I could find on TV. Uh-huh. And and I just remember <laughs> like they were right. Night court. Well, <laughs> night, you have a horny character. That's Look. as adjacent as I could get at this yeah, time. Is there anything yeah. hornier to a, a teenage boy than a judge doing magic? I would say that's just it. That's what I learned through this show is as much as I was seeking out the horny stuff. What I really wanted was Harry Anderson's magic. That was really it. Um, And they were going to do it. Of course, the the, uh, cultural experience of learning about Yugoslavia via data uh, as a Appalachian yoke. Thank you. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Doug and Wendy Wheeler. (laughs) Yeah. Well, here's the deal. To put a cap on it, they were going to do it. And then he realizes he's doing it for the wrong reasons. Oh, uh, and he's 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 using her against her will at the end uh, of the day. No. And so he decides it's distasteful and decides not to go through with it. <sighs> Leftist night court. Jeez. Oh, you know, oh, when did they, they go went woke? woke. <laughs> are they, yeah. Are they around anymore? I don't think so. I go woke, uh, go yeah. broke, nerds. Broke. <laughs> you can find my night court breakdown in my four hour podcast. M.R. Ray <laughs> talks night court. M.R. Ray. Uh, they are. They are rebooting night court. And I am very interested <sighs> I interested and then also like it sounds terrible like it's the daughter of Harry Anderson or something like that you know daughter <laughs> so, of the judge Harry. so in in this universe you inherit your judgeship yes yes that's okay. how that yes <laughs> well it's just like real life then so that's a little yeah. too real yeah. for me um and look if it's not Kaylee Cuoco playing that role I'm just not interested it's Melissa <laughs> Roush okay 
what she has she done anything? And John Larroquette is on, well. She, yeah, she was on Big Bang Theory. That, that, oh. that was her like breakout. Well, I was thing. halfway but correct. She's also Harley Quinn, and she's very good at that. What no? Caleb uh, Wilco's Harley Quinn. In, in it, well, in, in 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 one of the movies. Uh, oh, uh, Batman and Harley Quinn. Oh, gotcha. Jesus, that's weird. That there are two Big Bang Theory actors who play Harley <laughs> Quinn in different iterations of uh, animated. It's not as weird as you think, Robert Clark Chan. Remember, there's a Who Would Win episode a couple of weeks ago <laughs> where we found out that not one but two Game of Thrones actresses played Sarah Connor in True. different properties. So yeah. Hollywood's <laughs> just like that. I think that's because there's only like five casting directors. Yeah, I wish I knew one of them. <laughs> <I'm> the same. <laughs> Let me put it out there. If you're one of those five, hit me up at Almighty Ray on Twitter. I'd love to slide into your DMs. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say this. Uh, is, that, is, that, Andy, is that what that means? That's that, how you that get that word. Not, yeah. the DMs. No, absolutely not. I was going to let it go because I didn't. But yeah, sure. Uh, go ahead. Right. And fuck <laughs> no, no, I understand. Me. I understand the net. <laughs> yeah. The net is, in fact, something different from uh, how it was presented <laughs> in the Sarah Bullock thriller. Documentary. Classic. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. It, it's weird how it's diverged from there. <laughs> no, listen, the Internet is exactly like the movie Hackers. With Angelina Jolie and uh, TV Sherlock. Uh, <laughs> TV Sherlock. TV Sher- Wait, hold on. Johnny you- Lee Miller. Oh, okay. I was like, fuck, Benedict Cumberbatch? He wasn't even around. The- okay. I'm TV's elementary Sherlock. You would say TV Sherlock instead of fucking his role in train spotting? I would 100% say that because uh, mm. I saw train spotting maybe 30 years ago, but I've seen elementary much more soon. <laughs> much more <laughs> much soon. More I've soon. seen every episode of elementary, <laughs> my dear Clark Chan. <laughs> Camp Candy. Camp Candy. I, it's been on our list for a long time because um, for a little while there, we went like on a, on a run through like these celebrity cartoons that popped up in the 90s. Oh, yeah. Um, and some of them were real bad. Mm. I'm going to give credit to this one because it actually has the voice of John Candy in it, which <laughs> is solid. Um, it's also by uh, Deke, which is not yeah. so great. Not our favorite. Uh, really? But also, like, basically, I watched the thing and I was like, uh, it, it's kind of the opposite of uh, this other show we watched recently, uh, um, uh, The Wacky Adventures of Ronald McDonald, in that, like, there's a bunch of parts that all kind of a bunch of good parts. They don't quite cohere, but I'm not mad at it. I just ah. like, hey, this is, this is okay. Like this looks like it's for children and the jokes that aren't landing. I'm like, yeah, if I were six, I'd fucking love this. And there's nothing that is like, uh, that they do wrong or, or hits a wrong note with me. It's just like, eh, it's okay. I don't it's good enough. No, I, I said before we started recording this, I said out loud, uh, this show isn't bad enough to hate, but not good enough to remember. And I think that's exactly where Camp Candy <laughs> presides in the world of cartoons. Yeah. Yeah. It's just sort of nice. And, you know, and it's it's like it's like just zany enough because and I like that it's justified by the conceit of uh, John Candy telling the story and, and kind of f- like making it a, a bit more, you know, fun for wh- whoever he's talking to. So that's why sometimes it's like raining sprinkles or whatever <laughs> crazy yeah. thing he's saying. He's telling camp stories. And yeah. which are going to be embellished. So therefore you can get away with basically anything you want to. Yes. And th- I, I, I'm sorry to keep bringing it back. I'm just still kind of heated about it. Uh, the, <laughs> like that 
fucking Ronald McDonald cartoon like didn't justify anything. None of uh, it made sense. Just things happened, and you're supposed to go like, "Well, he's a fucking clown, and he sells hamburgers, so that's fine." <laughs> but like this tell- show, it justifies. It. It's like, look, I'm telling a story, and it gets right. a little wild sometimes, and that's fine. And then like the little kids are like, "That didn't really happen." It's like, yeah. well, no, maybe it didn't. Like, Look, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to pull back the curtain too far, but can you tell we recorded this within 24 hours of recording the Ronald McDonald show? Can you tell? Look, this isn't like some other podcast uh, where the curtain is is thick. It is a thick curtain. What, Here, what possible shows would do that, Robert? Clark we just said. we just do shit whenever we whenever our children aren't kicking us in the face. Dude, legitimately, that happens more than you'd think. I no, I I always say that as as my go to my child kicking me in the face because he has kicked me in the face so many goddamn times. There's like an indentation where it just his foot just fits because he keeps doing it. I meant I meant for everyone who isn't you. Oh, fair, fair. Because <laughs> I know better. Uh, this is two half episodes. Thankfully, unlike Ronald McDonald, which was 44 minutes long, this is Ooh, not 44 uh, minute episodes. 44 yes. minutes with like. A solid twenty-one minutes of filler, uh, at least. Fucking... Yeah, could it could have easily. Anyway, listen, that's still fresh <laughs> in our minds for whatever reason. Um, <laughs> listen, they say if you do something right before you go to bed, you tend to remember it better. <laughs> anyway, uh, totally non sequitur. Um, we open up with beans, and uh, you kind of get a vibe for what the, John Candy's character is all about in this first second. You know, show me, don't tell me. You know, and they did a great job of that here, and that he says, "I'm going to open these beans." He's offered a can opener, and he says, "Absolutely not. This is camping." He tries to use like a letter opener and like all kinds of different mannerisms to get it open. Can't do it. Has to use the can opener at the end of the day, and then spills beans all over his face. Yeah. You know everything about that character. You need to know immediately. And like the slapstick didn't work for me. It wasn't as yeah. artfully done as some other cartoons, you know, I've seen. But uh like I get it. It makes perfect sense and it's a yeah. great setup for the character. All of it is like it's all mechanically, technically proficient. So like, yeah. And, and it's, about that. especially because there's two stories to you know, and so like packing in a a complete cohesive story into 11 minutes is not easy yeah i say that as someone who just had to try to do that for a little script but (laughs) i looked up the the writer of of this segment Mm -hmm. this guy worked on probably like you've probably covered tons of his shows he did an episode of pirates of dark water which is my absolute favorite show from this era he did some ghostbusters he he did a couple bill and ted's he did captain n Ninja Turtles, Super Mario Brothers Super Show. He, he also oh, wrote one episode it. of Punky Brewster. <laughs> wow. Live action just just for Soleil Moon Fry, huh? Yeah. <laughs> just live action enough for a cartoon writer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh that's awesome. Now, I, but so yeah, I, he's I like figured... a seasoned pro at like right and like and like once I saw that, I was like, oh, that's why that's that's that's, that's, that's probably why it's so good. This dude knows how to crack a little animation script. Yeah, yeah, he knows the bits. I mean, look, we and initially also we learned about the uh, irresponsible. What's the word? Is it uh, uh, unreliable narrator? Irresponsible oh, yeah. narrator works too. Uh, <laughs> where he has, I have a camp repair list a mile long. They're like, was it really a mile? He's like, yes, it was a literal mile. And they go, no, it wasn't. He goes, okay, it wasn't. Okay, fine. And then in the animation, the list shrinks from going through the entire camp <laughs> past the, being short, past the very smart rabbits and the dancing ants. Rare to see ends in a car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was that. not. Although, honestly, if I were to say uh, any, if there were any critique I would have, 
it was it was a bit licentious for Saturday morning cartoons. Like they were straight showing their schnoos. Uh, they were pulling <laughs> yes. the, the dress all the way down, all the way up <laughs> over their heads. Like that's that's ball ass naked. Like you can't you can't drink in that uh, strip club because they are bottomless. <laughs> You can tell that if John Candy's the one telling the story, he's been out in the woods a little too long. A little bit. Yeah, seeing the trees like that. Yeah. What is the, the what is the tree equivalent of a mermaid to a sailor? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the woman was born half <laughs> half woman and half tree. Dryad, I think. Right? He's seeing, he's seeing yeah. dryads. There you uh, go. Or, there. Or he's just fucking knot holes now. <laughs> I mean, we've all been in the woods. <laughs> So I guess, that I guess I try and get out of the woods before I want to start uh, inseminating <laughs> plant life. Who are you lying to? Who are you lying to right now, Robert Clark Chan? Because it's not me. <laughs> himself. That's just... why it's three days and out. Three days and out because you get five and I'm going, I'm going for it. You know, that's I'm going to hump point. some ferns. <laughs> to get really lucky, it'd be between two ferns. <laughs> I see you making a reference, but it doesn't really. It works. As a joke, it doesn't fly. It worked. It was. It implied a tree threesome, but also was a reference. So I think it worked. Are you saying you're getting DP'd by some ferns? Okay, everybody at home. I need to know. Hashtag tree joke worked. Or (laughs) hashtag sorry, Ray. This tree joke didn't fly. (laughs) One of those two. You got to hit me up on Twitter at Almighty Ray at G.I. Joe podcast. We need to know. Did the tree joke land? Also, now that I'm thinking about it, like uh, if I were getting DP'd by ferns, that would mean like two fern dicks in my butthole because I only have the one mm. opening, as opposed to being like I guess London bridged by two ferns. Yeah. They just run between two ferns. Yeah, what do we do? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, but th- that does that hardly counts. Like like oral penetration <laughs> that doesn't count to counts. you. That's I mean, not penetration. Come on now. Okay, I mean maybe not how you do it. Look, God is not <laughs> going to uh, send you to hell for sucking a few dicks before you get married <laughs> or all the dicks. That's not why he's sending me to hell. At least <laughs> uh, there's a bunch I've of new gadgets. Long. <laughs> God damn it. it. New, <laughs> new gadgets. We have a, a fishing pole where you type in the thing you want to find, but be specific. You mm-hmm. have spring shoes. Uh, it turns out this character named Vanessa, who's like a rich snooty girl. She has a catalog called wilderness wonders where she, wants to get everyone expensive sharper image style camping gifts including like a uh what is it like a tent that in a canoe a canoe what is it a, a canoe that's dehydrated, dehydrated yeah, yeah. Water. that is a real cartoon bit i appreciated it uh the alternative is the uh, the what was it you like pull the cord and instead of inflating it's like an inf- inflatable tent that was right. fine too all the, of which, it's that, that actually kind of exists yeah. um <laughs> when we were looking for tents i was like wait a minute, what's a pop-up tent is that a thing is it that awesome? Is, is it as awesome as I think it is? And we never pulled the trigger on it. So it just sat in the uh, uh, Amazon cart. But someday. Yeah, t- tent tent technology has come a long way since since the, the days here of Camp Candy. Right. Um, I, and- I, I assume a pop-up tent is just a tent that exists for a couple of weeks to sell on Grubhub. And then yeah. as soon as the health inspectors mm-hmm. show up, disappears. Yeah, yeah it's, no, that- it's actually a, a, a front for a, your local sizzler. It's just under a different name. <laughs> okay. That's a ghost tent, Ray. Totally different thing. <laughs> but, uh, ah, okay. Yeah, if it's okay. if it's called uh, Pasquale's, then it's definitely <laughs> definitely find a fucking animatronic mouse in there. There's no good. <laughs> um, but uh, that 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 character, I want to say, like she that was like a I feel, I feel like there's that kind of like stock character in a lot of like ensemble kids cartoons. There's that like rich 
kid with with a like not quite valley girl accent yes and i feel like that that that's that kind of faded away um but yes, I was like, but I was like, this is a very familiar trope. Yeah, go ahead. here's what I'm going to jump into because yes, I recognize that trope, but there's something about. I think it's in the performance. I don't think it's in the dialogue proper. But okay, like, like, listen to this. Listen to this uh, from her. But John, you know how painting and hammering makes your allergies flare up. <laughs> it does. The Wilderness Wonders catalog has just what you need, John. I what think is that accent? She, I think she wants to fuck John Candy. <laughs> oh dear. She's like really solicitous and she's like, you know what you need? You need what I have. Why don't you come back to my nice place? Oh, interesting. My, my fancy ass cabin that I ordered from uh mail order because it's not a, Amazon doesn't exist yet. Back yet. in those days it was right, mail right. order. But like, come back and relax. I've got a hot tub there. You know, you can just let all the worries of the day float away. <laughs> Can you hear it? Is it just me? You know, I didn't hear it until you said it just now, and now I wish you hadn't. Okay, good. <laughs> good, good, good. That's um, well, if I can ruin your day just a little bit, I've done my job. Vanessa understands that John Candy has too many chores and wants to hire a robot companion to do the menial labor of the camp. This is how we get a robot revolution, but I'll move on anyway. <laughs> yeah, they, they they say, okay, do everything, and we're going to go on a hike to, to some ice cream. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> well, Robo Camper shows up in a big box. There's a huge, hilarious thing where John Candy, for some reason, has to get on top of the box in way of the door to right. pry it open because sides don't exist in John Candy's world. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, another you know, kid presses look, the on he's, button. He's just using, him. he's using physics. Yeah. He's using the maximum leverage. amount of leverage on that crowbar. So he gets off the ground so that he can, you know, put his full weight on it. Um, it works. But, but yeah, really, there is a button that will open the damn thing. The thing I want to talk about is how we're introduced to the robo camper with what could only be I was described as by that. early 90s rap. <laughs> yeah. I, I was surprised. I was like, I didn't expect there to be a rapping robot. Um, I mean, it's, it's well, what year is camp? Is this like 92? I'm just guessing. I, I think this is season two, so it's like 90, 91. Yeah, 89 through 93, I believe, was the original Oh, okay. Run. So this is around 19. Yeah, this is when this is when rap became a thing for the kids. That right. All the parents got scared of <laughs> and out, tried to outlaw. Because those people were doing it. Mm. You know, ruffians. Mm -hmm. Thugs. Thugs. <laughs> Urban youth. Malcontents. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Could be. It could look like anybody, of course. Could look like anybody. <laughs> you know, but they're the ones doing the rap music. Mm -hmm. And by that, of course, I mean juggalos. Yes. <laughs> Dangerous men out of, out of Detroit. See, I mean, now, th that was a properly set up joke, and I will acknowledge <laughs> that uh, uh, that people will be laughing, you know, non-comedians who, you know, didn't see it. They would be laughing at the turn that you use there right at the end. That's twist. the difference nice. between a reference and a joke. Guys, I'm taking a bow right now. This is my <laughs> finest moment on Knowing is Half the Podcast. It took me seven years. I got a properly constructed joke out there. Congratulations. That already puts me in a level above every late night Fox News comedy attempt they've ever tried. <laughs> you know, I'm a big fan of gut Gutfeld <laughs> exclamation point. Gutfeld. Gutfeld. Uh, I yeah, no, I no, I am not for the record. <laughs> I do want to. Uh... 
the rapping in the Ronald McDonald cartoon was fucking terrible. This is fine. This is fine. Yeah, this is way that you gotta get done. Call RoboCamp. Oh, cause I'm the one. I'm robotic. I'm metallic, and I'm on the run. I mean, you know, like, I, 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 here's the deal. The background music to that rap was way better. The rap <laughs> itself, it sounded a little bit like a 65 year old Tennessee uh, woman running for Republican, you know, state senator. That's all I'm trying to say. But it's a, it's a robot. So like, they're not supposed to be good. Uh, perhaps right. the rap is a robot, sir. What? No, he's not. What? He's, fucking, what is, he's, 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 like a he's on a PlayStation 2. He's a robot. In wait, PlayStation wait, wait. 2 is a robot? He's digital. He's not real, Chan. What? Mm, I don't like what you're going. What are you going here? Uh, Kick punch. It's I all in the mind. Uh, when the robotic overloads uh, overlords come, I am fully going to acknowledge their uh, uh, sentience and their uh, uh, humanity. Like the episode of Star Trek, where they take Data to court yes. and try to prove that he's not Ezra real. Man. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go down like you old flesh bags. <laughs> Oh, I'm first in line to turn all the rest of the humans in. I'm going to say right now. I, I, Ray's a sort of a guy's Baltar type of the of, of, of the podcast world. You know, if they're sexy. Yeah, no, definitely. I'm gonna, I'll sell you out. But Can I tell you right now, the first time I saw Gaius Baltar in the new Battlestar Galactica reboot, I said to myself, finally, a character I can, I can understand. It's I, me. My God. I, yeah. Uh, um, it's not that I want to be him but i'm like oh yeah i am him huh (laughs) that hurts but also like good on you good on you ron moore for just fucking nailing my ass (laughs) look but look how look how good he gets it yeah yeah across the board he never that i remember really gets his comeuppance (laughs) well i remember at least he is he is put in charge of vichy earth yeah, yeah. yeah. He becomes kind the of president for him. <laughs> Maybe this is a lesson we should have learned about the womanizing traitor who who might become president. <laughs> I could be talking about anybody right now. Of could course. be anybody. Could be anybody. Bill uh, Clinton's going to run idea. again. <laughs> There's the deal. I would still vote Baltar. I'll say it. <laughs> At least he's honest with his corruption. Thank you. <laughs> we don't know what is on. God damn it! What's her name? <laughs> I only remember Mary. Shit, no, I've forgotten her last name now. I want to say Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio. Different, different person entirely. Uh, <laughs> We're oh, just boy. naming women we can think of. Yes, basically. Look, yeah. I don't know what's on Laura Roslin's R- laptop, you. but I need to know what's in those emails. That's all I'm trying to say. Look, yeah. I would vote for a woman, just not Laura Roslin. Am yeah. I right? <laughs> See, the great thing about our show is that um, a good professional show. Would go back and edit out the part where Ray is like, "Ah, oh, what was the name of that character that I was trying to no, you remember?" Gotta leave that in. Yeah, no, that's going to be great about the humanizing this part of the podcast. Is that I'm going to take out that part but leave this part in? That's <laughs> like, what a real pro would do. Uh, two things: no, because you're too fucking lazy. That might be uh, true. Second thing: Mary McDonald. Mary McDonald. Uh, I have a computer and I can just look it up on fucking IMDb. I I, uh, I I did a, a little podcast thing recently for like R- Rings of Power and I was editing it and there's a part where my co-host uh, got a call from his wife and he says, hang on, I'm getting a call from my wife. And I thought it was funny t- to leave just that part in. And then the next thing you hear is him going, I'm back. I thought that was funny. 
but he 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 had one note and he's like next time take out the part where i say i'm getting a call from my wife I'm like okay i thought it was funny but i don't know next time leave no, in the call right. that's yeah. that's real yeah. pro yeah. stuff right there <laughs> leave the, in the call the, the chopping up edit thing so it's like i <laughs> like sex in my butt <laughs> and then yeah no it's, I, I edited out most of it right that's good enough yeah yeah i got it yeah it's called content look into it of the call in there <laughs> thank you <laughs> Uh, so look, I, I think our, our opinions are split on this robot rap. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, this allows you to by the way. I, I, I was just surprised to hear it. And also, it kind of sounded like the voice actor was doing kind of a Bobcat Goldthwait edge to it. I heard a little more okay. of uh, oh, what is it? Screaming Jay Hawkins. That's kind of what oh, I heard. Yeah. <laughs> ah, put a spell on you. Yeah, I guess may, maybe doing like the, the same thing with their throat that Screaming Jay and Bobcat Goldthwait both did. <laughs> it's, the same, it's the same gimmick. You know, it is what it is. Um, So they Camp Candy takes uh, time off and they do have a very uneventful trip that is very uninteresting. So they get back very quickly, like 30 seconds later, to find out everything's been replaced. The robot has gone to the phones <laughs> yeah. and ordered a whole bunch of more stuff. They have now robotic buildings. Like they weren't gone that long. Mm-mm. Yeah, he came back to a cyberpunk uh, camp. Camp. I yes. was excited about that. I thought we could yeah. really play with the idea of cyberpunk camp back in 1990. Back when cyberpunk crap was like at its apex, one could right. say. Look, Blade Runner had already come out, so yeah, the yeah. possibility was open. Snow Crash had not yet uh, <laughs> uh, really hit the mainstream so we're not going to go that far but shadow but yeah. run and cyberpunk were both a thing neuromancer was definitely a thing yep, so we're yeah, on there but i mean also he used the phone he didn't use like a primitive <laughs> that, internet or anything that was very funny that that the robot still had to use the like can't pay phone to order yeah. all these things oh my christ if he had picked up the phone and gone like I would great. have given this movie 10 stars. <laughs> we didn't see the call. They did cut away. We don't know he didn't. Mm, I mean, Officially. if you're going to if you if you're, you're going to bust out genius like that, I need to see it. Yeah, I can't okay, just you gotta, assume that that's you gotta leave it in. Well, GI Joe will return after these messages. Nobody beats GI Joe. It's the Cobra Imp. Cobra Imp's a tower of rocket power. Separate the late down anti vehicle mine. That's why the M's so important to Cobra. Nobody beats G.I. Joe, the G.I. Joe Swamp Master. There's Storm Shadow and Shockwave. Swamp Master's ready for some Cobra chasing, ripping through the swamp with cannon blazing. But nobody beats G.I. Joe, the real American hero. Swamp Master, Cobra Amp, and figures sold separately. Now, back to G.I. Joe. This change has split the council, split the council, split the camp in half. <laughs> half the people want to go with John Candy and have yeah. a roughing it lifestyle. The other but half no. are like, technology is here to serve not us. Even half, two it's people. Like two, yeah. Two, that's well, not I think half. there are only like three on the other side. So, I mean, you know, four on the other side. I feel was... like there's not just these five kids, but there's also background kids who have no personalities and are just there, but not uh, involved in the meat of the stories. And I think they all went with him. Wow, way to play favorites, Counselor Candy. <laughs> Only five kids get your attention, huh? I mean, that look, means. if a counselor is out in the middle of goddamn woods and he takes two girls with him to rough it <laughs> away from the rest of the camp, I don't think he should be a counselor. I, I agree. Well, uh, this this is a this is kind of relevant. So I, I'm doing the uh, Ren Fair in Idlewild this this coming weekend, which, which oh, is at. Shit. 
it, it, it's at the uh, Bow Seeker like Boy Scout camp, which is like the like main camp f- for the SoCal area. So like they do their like huge campouts are there and stuff, and it's like maintained by them. And uh, last year was 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 the first time I did it, and I noticed that in the restrooms. <laughs> There are some restrooms that are that are named Scouts only, and I was like, "Why is that?" And then I thought for ten more seconds, and I realized why. And I was like, "Ooh, ooh, ooh. yikes!" Uh, we just got our first flyer from the school about like, "Hey, join Boy Scouts," and my partner was like, "No." I'm like, "What? Well, no?" But like, I showed it to uh, to Egon, and he was like, "Yeah, I love camping," and she, they're like, "No." I'm like, "Oh, okay. Well, right. I suppose." That's Fair enough. <laughs> probably correct. <laughs> That's all right. We, just yesterday, we got our first flyer for sell candy bars for us. We uh, did too. We did too. I'm so yeah. excited about this. But also nine bucks for fucking Whoa. like two, like for nine ounces of gummy bears. Is that is that the appropriate Whoa. price? That seems, uh, seems like a lot. Margins must be we're high. We're selling a dollar a candy bar and we're asked to sell 30 candy bars. So oh, I might just can... buy all. Buy all 30 and say we're done. Yes, <laughs> you got fucking dollar candy bars. That's awesome. Yeah. We have stuff. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to sell this thing because nobody. I mean, look, I love comedy people. They're <laughs> my favorite people on earth. They don't have money, Chan. They're all dirt bags that have yeah. no real jobs. There's no and money if they in there. do, they're spending it on weed and not mm. on fucking pretzels. No, they're spending <laughs> it on gummies, just not those gummies. Yes. And they're also $9 for a gummy, but you get you know what you pay for yeah. <laughs> you get an experience not just some sugar yes um i get I'm, that i'm concerned that i'm going to have to buy all of these things for my kid because he's like oh i want this one and this one i'm like that's not how <laughs> capitalism works kiddo <laughs> well one, one of us is about to go to a brand new office oh oh and so you're just going to uh put all your capital on the line right there all your political <laughs> capital like, hey i know you you just met me but could you buy these candy bars? Yeah, you just said, they you are set the up, world's a, finest chocolate. You set up a kiosk <laughs> at the desk. You say, if you want a candy bar, take it. And then I just pay the $30. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so this is just straight up bribery. I was going to say, like, these people are just going to take the bars. They're not going to leave any money. And you guys, do you not know how anything works? <laughs> When I was you know who's the most popular? The guy giving away full-size candy bars. Well, yeah. Even a place where all the food is free. Some of those are actually pretty good. Although, in high school, I think we didn't quite get the point because we were buying each other's candy bars because we all liked the candy. So I we mean, were just trading dollars around. They got you. Right where they wanted you. Yeah. Were um, you trading okay. the dollars that you got from selling other candy bars? Well, yeah, it's because we, we were all selling the candy. Ah. <laughs> we were just buying it well, from each other. Here's, here's your dollar. Yeah, thank you. And, I'll, and I will have a caramel. Thank you. That is how capitalism should work. <laughs> right, is that right. communism? I don't know. If it is, I'm on board. I'm on board. Give me a hammer and sickle if it means free candy. That's all candy I'm going to say. Communism. Let's do this I'm a shit. candy bar communist. It's a brand new thing. <laughs> we just invented it. Uh, all right, so uh, we decided we got to get rid of this robot. I don't know why. Right. It doesn't seem like well, anything's well, actually bad or wrong. Well, one thing that I did think was funny was that there's some mild commentary on uh, AI art because the, uh, <laughs> the John Candy has a little arts and crafts table that uh, no one else wants to be at, <laughs> mm-hmm. and the robot does a painting class, but the robot uses his like extendo arm to make all the kids paint the exact same thing that he did. Mm-hmm. Wild. I was like, I like that bit. Uh, relevant. I, so camp candy still relevant i 
I fucking love that because I hate crafts and I would love and, and I can't draw for shit, but I would love to be able to just like put out my arm and then have, you know, a robot like pop, 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 pop. there you go. You've got a, a Bob Ross original. <laughs> Holy shit. That would be amazing. There is nothing that these robots do that I am not for legitimately for. That's not that's not what I would use that technology for. But look. Ray, I understand because the very next thing is that they have uh, they replaced all of the wildlife with robot animals. Yeah, and which is I, so I it turns I, into Westworld. Uh, yes, which is awesome. A B <laughs> Ray's gonna fuck those robot squirrels, of and course. I understand very- that you that's what you want, and we have different needs here in this. Um, <laughs> Look, Camp Candy-esque Westworldscape. I will just say, if me and Robert Clark Chan both went to Westworld, and it mm-hmm. was a real place, yeah. we would have v- drastically different experiences while we yeah. were there. That's fair. That's fair. I might not get out of the first room. That's all I'm trying to do. <laughs> well, I, when I watched the first season of Westworld, I came to the, I don't know if it's depressing or just realistic conclusion that I would probably get caught up in actually trying to do all of the story content. Well, that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> there, hundred yeah. percent. I gotta, I gotta shoot all the pigeons. <laughs> gotta yeah. do it. Um, uh, no, because uh, here's what I know about myself. I'm codependent. I've got the <laughs> books on my shelf and the years of therapy to prove it. I would absolutely be going in there, putting on a white hat, and trying yeah. to save yeah. all of the I, robots yeah. and be the nice person, ingratiate myself to the robots. Because again. I know what fucking is happening in season mm. six and seven. <laughs> the robots are taking over the fucking planet and I'm going to be on the good side. Guys, earlier I made allusions to what I would do in Westworld and I was honestly just trying to sound cool. The truth is I also <laughs> would try to get 100% of all the missions. <laughs> I, can't, I can't let this deception last any longer. <laughs> I know it wasn't true when I said it, but I thought it was funny. Um, I, I would absolutely be like, oh, the can's rolling. I got I to gotta go get that can. <laughs> I know me, and I know that's exactly what I would be doing. If you so. miss the can, then the quest doesn't doesn't restart until the next day at the morning, so you have to Dude, go to the can first. Got to make you sure you up get the whole that rhythm can. of the day. Oh, <laughs> you, you to, didn't get the can. Might as well go to bed. <laughs> you have to treat it kind of like Majora's Mask. There's there's certain events that you have to be there for, yeah. otherwise you've screwed up the whole loop. Look, as somebody who's played through all the Dead Rising games, nah, I still home, feel stressed love, out by the timers. I love Dead Rising. Yes, I still I gets everything done. Just, just the same. I, I, it is. The way that I like to play Dead Rising is I play through the story far enough to make sure that I can get around the map, and then I ignore it. <laughs> and I just save people. Oh. <laughs> that's the second playthrough. First playthrough, you try to beat oh, the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sec- and do a couple random other things while you can, because those timers are no joke. No. Second time through, you try to save everybody. Yeah. Third time through, who knows? This did is going to get weird. Uh, did you play four? I did play four. It got such bad reviews, but it was on like Super Sale last year, so I got it. I, it's fun. I really liked it. It's fun. Here's the deal. It's fun. It's about one third the playtime of any other yeah. Dead Rising game. Yeah. And they give you they give you power armor that yeah. breaks the entire game. Yeah. And um, it's not it's the fun. best. Cho- they made some bad choices, but if you were if you were hungry for a new Dead Rising experience, it gives you that. And. I liked their that they 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 made Frank even like because in in the first game he's kind of scummy and then they've tried to like mythologize him a little bit later but in this one he's like no no he's still like a weird guy who's like dodging responsibility and yeah there's a reason he's covering the zombie outbreak instead of you know being with his family there's just (laughs) 
these right. are the choices that Frank West has made. Uh, trust me on this. Now, here's the deal. We got to get rid of this robot. Okay, yeah. <laughs> got to get rid of him. Uh, we have to shock him. So John Candy tries to electrocute him, gets electrocuted himself, but it yeah. ends up spinning the robot out of control. He forms blades on his hands and starts wrecking everything. Trees, yeah. the same two trees like three times, uh, the same handful of buildings two or three times. Welcome to Deke Animation. <laughs> and uh, John Candy shoots an arrow straight in the air, creating <laughs> rain clouds, which then get him wet. And that's the end of him. He shorts out. They send the robot back and he's replaced with a giant Paul Bunyan balloon. Yeah. And one of the weirdest buttons to an episode <laughs> I've ever, we've ever had in the show. Just, I didn't get it. It like smothers I, you as the viewer. It's very bizarre. I didn't, I didn't get the premise. I didn't get the joke. I didn't get the reality of it. I didn't get why this is a finisher. I didn't get why you pull lights here. I didn't get any of it, but there's a Paul Bunyan and babe, the blue ox giant balloon yeah. that comes out of the box crowds the screen while everybody's like whoa <laughs> and then we we fade to black that could have been the end of it for humanity quite honestly thank <laughs> god there was a second episode and that second episode is called glassnost menagerie oh uh, yeah such a good name glassnost glassnost that's a great name that is again top 10 names of any episodes we've ever seen the part that killed me is they have an exchange student coming to visit so John Candy is appropriating their culture <laughs> in an effort to make them feel welcome. Well, I, I don't think he's appropriating it exactly because he's, he's not, not saying I because he's not saying I invented the culture. He's saying we have to make the camp a little more like Vought, which is the country they made up. Yeah, well, this is literally you... from the boys. This is the evil corporation <laughs> sponsoring Homelander. That's where she's from. I thought that was weird. <laughs> Uh, it's not appropriation. It's like when you bring home a kitten and you have like a blanket to mimic yeah, the yeah. mother. You're not appropriating cat culture. You're just making him feel comfortable. In oh, place. okay. So it's like when Aquafina oh, go on. Oh, no. property mm -hmm. and that's just how mm -hmm. she talks. She's just making, that's just how she talks. Yeah. Making urban youth feel comfortable. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. You know what? I also, understand then. I'm how dare it. you? Like you don't, you don't get to talk shit about uh, Aquafina. This I love is, Aquafina. What are we talking about? For, uh, for us Asians to, to handle amongst ourselves, <laughs> we'll let you know what the results of the, the uh, uh, trial are. Well, I would argue that she's uh, uh, it's failing because uh, she's moving only <laughs> upwards. And I also love Aquafina. I don't even know what you're talking about right now. I'm a big fan of, of Raya the Last Dragon and, and I, uh, not Iron Fist, Shang-Chi, uh, Legend of the Ten Rings. There we go. I, I enjoy all the things I see Aquafina in. I understand she was in a lot of stuff before I saw her in those two things, but I don't care. That's the only thing I know she was in, and I find her delightful. And that's why I say that's just how she is. Fair enough. I'm having to use Shang-Chi to indoctrinate my child to Kung Fu movies. So oh, I can get him to watch them with me. Just show him Rumble um, in the Bronx. That should be all it takes. It's hard because kids. Okay, look, the shit that we had as kids, most of it was not that good. Every once yeah. in a while, you'd get a banger, yeah. but for the most part, like the cartoons and whatnot, are yeah. you know like real slow. And like now, they've got three D and you know animation, and and they move real fast, and lots of bells and whistles, and um, they got fucking YouTube videos that are just like edited all crazy time shit um yes and so they can't sit down and watch something awesome like an episode of robotech mm -hmm. 
Um, <laughs> and... Not going to take. I look. We 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 got almost through one episode of GI Joe because my <laughs> five year old was super interested in Scarlet because yeah. she okay. saw her, uh, that character on my T shirt. Yeah, because she's dope as hell. She loved it. She loved it. And then she's like, I want to watch a Scarlet show. But then you get five minutes into it and she's wandering off. You know, that's yes. just mm. that's how it works. By contrast, uh, I used to watch Wizard of Oz so much. We we had to get a, a second copy of it because the tape <laughs> wore out and I would watch it. And I, I had these, these these like figurines that, that they're like little, little like, I don't know, maybe like four inch tall figurines that they were on little like, you know, circular standees of the Yellow Brick Road. And I would uh, line them up <laughs> and then put, put them forward in order as as they would come on screen. So oh, there's the mayor and I, and I, I would put the mayor forward. And I, I would patiently wait until the next character. <laughs> now they Kept have fucking amiibos, man. Uh, you can just put them in your fucking game. You don't have to sit around like you're in the. F- I would have loved that. Donuts. I would have I, I, I would have pushed my parents to buy me so many. Uh, so many of those when I was a kid, if, if that had existed, I'm I'm trying to like I know I can't buy him everything, mm-hmm. but also like yeah, anything that I would have wanted as a kid, I find myself hard pressed to, to not just no, buy right? for him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what was with our boomer parents. They didn't. Um, they always made me feel bad when I got something. <laughs> I now live as a parent myself, only wanting my kid to have literally everything ever. Well, there's that balance because if you do too much of that, then they turn into the uh, um, the skiing guy in the yeah. 80s film who has everything in the fancy car and he steals the girl. It's just and not then enough for him. Yeah, he's going to get his comeuppance from the little piece of shit that didn't have anything growing up. I get that, but look, I, I can't afford all that. But like, I, there's no Kinder Egg I won't buy. You know what I'm saying? Like with that guy, but with Kinder Eggs. You know, like maybe that's okay. the I got gotcha. you. That's yeah, the yeah, comparison. Yeah. Like, like yeah. there's limits. Yeah, but like, am I, I gonna had, am I gonna buy my kid the uh, six hundred dollar Unicron that is like taller than he is? <laughs> Probably not. No, but, yeah. But I, I should doesn't have the voice of Orson Welles because maybe it's worth it. Oh my god! Here's the thing: well, even without be... it, it's fucking worth it. It, <laughs> it is, is amazing. It. I feel like I had to scrimp and save and beg and cry and steal to get every five dollar GI Joe figure that I ended yeah. up getting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me. Meanwhile, my parents would not give me a USS flag. Neither would Santa Claus, <laughs> dickhead. Um, but that said, like, you know, my kids got a Gabby's dollhouse, literally everything. Yeah. We found yeah. out it was a thing and we just bought all of it. Uh, and, and now my kid is jealous of your kid. So I believe <laughs> that means that you are going to be the uh, uh, your your daughter is going to grow up to be the ski uh, asshole. <laughs> and uh, my kid is going to uh, steal her woman question mark or possibly uh, dunk her in a vat of uh, nacho cheese. I'm not sure which movie we're in, but uh, trust (laughs) this all sounds viable though. The more I think about it. Yeah. My kid's the protagonist in all of this. Uh, (laughs) Hoping, hoping. Fingers crossed. You know, (laughs) he's got some real ski guy tendencies. So I I really want to like steer him away from that. (laughs) Well, that's why we call him ski gone. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ski- <laughs> gotta, That's... gotta, gotta cut that nickname off now before it's too late. <laughs> the key is to have a nickname that's so incomprehensible that no one uses it. <laughs> uh, anyway, the the exchange student, we get a thing with bees yes. and this nurse who gets like I don't know, she's stung on the, she gets stung on the face and is horrifying or is she no, ugly? no. So what so was she, the bit here? She has like a like honey fiber face mask on, 
And the kid's like, you look ugly. She's like, it's for my face. And then the bees come like, they're like, whoa, you're ugly. And they turn around. But the, 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 uh, the, the nurse is voiced by Valerie Bromfeld, who was uh, Dan Aykroyd's comedy partner. And they started at, at the, uh, you know, they were in their first uh, company at the Toronto Second City. And um, oh. a, a lot of Second City folks pop up on the show. And in fact, Wouldn't you know it. The, the the series finale, which features some actual live action bits of John Candy, is called a- "And Your Host Bobby Bittman," and it was written by Tino and Sana. So it's like oh, the, the series finale great. is just a, a Second City tribute. Really. <laughs> he's neat. great, uh, Tino and Sana. He did uh, he did the voice was like the plant villain on Darkwing Duck, I believe. Uh, he's an Ivy equivalent character. Yes, on the Darkwing uh, Duck Reginald show, Reginald Bushroot. That's the one. Uh, but I really love Tino Insana because he's like the most D-level celebrity. Like you, Nobody knows who this is but us, basically. But there was a David Rash movie, star of TV Sledgehammer, uh, also a Second City man. And he made a movie called Masters of Menace, where he played what? a biker who was on like a house arrest, who ducked out, <laughs> much like the plot of Ant-Man. He ducked out because one of his biker biker friends had a funeral and they had to take the uh, body cross country and Tino this. and Santa was like the, the second in command biker of this crew. It is a wildly forgettable movie <laughs> that I don't even know how you would find at this point. The whole point of it was to have drunken biker fantasy movie with lots of boobs and a little bit of violence. <laughs> and motorcycles like it's it was on, pure it's on youtube pure masters of menace full movie <laughs> uh there's I, I can guarantee you right now if it's on youtube it's not the full movie um, it's, oh, oh. <laughs> oh is, is, is it getting a little bit raunchy probably probably some sections missing but overall here's the deal go ahead and watch it I haven't seen it since I was in like high school and I was a big sledgehammer I would watch anything David Rash was in David Rashy <laughs> David Rash I don't, I don't know. Probably He's rash. a very talented performer, and uh, that's one of my regrets. Being in Hollywood this long and working around comedy, how have I not met that man? I don't know. Uh, well, Ray, uh, I have some good news. Um, there's a there's a DVD of it for sale. Um, it's only twenty six dollars with twenty bucks shipping because it's from Australia. But someone <laughs> in Australia has has a DVD of Masters of Menace for you. <laughs> that's who stole it. <laughs> you got to do this, Ray. <laughs> Wait, it's got it's got. Jim or James Belushi, Dan Aykroyd, John Candy, and George Went. Oh uh, yeah, all in very I, tiny roles. I, have I to promise see you. This now I gotta. Yeah, see it's this. it's it's an SCTV movie about, and I think Amazing. it's nominally a comedy, but it's really just like a biker fantasy <laughs> movie. Nominally That's, a comedy. What if the Blues Brothers was bikers instead of guys in suits? Mm. <laughs> it's Masters of Menace. Look, nobody's heard of this movie but me. But of course. Me being me, it's right at the tip of my tongue at any minute. <laughs> anyway, the foreign like exchange fucking Christmas uh, elf thing. <laughs> oh, the Christmas for so many oh, years. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I saw that thing on Twitter. I, I, I can't believe so, someone figured it out. We did well, it. Here's the deal: an episode of this show now is out there, where we talk about that cartoon because oh, really? we watched it. Oh. Wait, uh, David Rash is in Succession. Are what? you not he- watching Succession? No, I, I've seen one episode of Succession, and I realized I hated every character, and I wasn't sure I wanted to keep going. Yeah, but David Rash is in Twenty Two. Now that I know he's in it, you so. you just said you'll watch anything that anything. he does. Guys, you just <laughs> sold me on Succession. Was, <laughs> had you said that and nothing else, I would have been like, I'm watching all 125 episodes of this bitch. I'm in. Um, 
the exchange student's name is Zagalina. Yes. Zag Russian, friend. but it's not Russia. I like no. he actually goes to a map. Yeah. Here's where Vaught is and just sort of nominally points to seven different areas, making sure never to really point at Russia. But she's Russian. That's what we're trying to say. This is right after the Berlin Wall fell. The Cold War, as this was written, the Cold War was probably still ongoing. Quite honestly. Yeah, I think the Soviet Union hadn't quite because well, when it was animated, the Soviet That's Union right. was definitely yeah. still still in, I think ninety one the Soviet Union collapsed and eighty nine the Berlin Wall fell. So yeah. we're not comfortable having positive Russians yet, except <laughs> on, you know, that brave show, G.I. Joe. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Russians is good guys. Well, what the f? No, but the thing is, she is a good guy in this yeah. because this is well, that's the point. Also, she's like post, a superhero. It's it's post Sting, Dream of the Blue Turtles with that <laughs> song Russians. So I hope yes. the Russians love their children too. So we know they're all human, just like <laughs> us. So she's human, just like us. She just is like a little off because she has different cultural. Yeah. She's uh, very and, poor and she's hormonal. Very, very poor. Uh, and is forced to live very, very poorly because yes. she insists that not only now, this is where the religious freedom argument gets lost on me. Just because you need to sleep on sticks, Zagalina, doesn't mean we all have to sleep on sticks. Now, we're going to do it because that's the law now. But like that doesn't make it OK, Zagalina. Well, I, I feel like and no um, one else. Th- 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 that was kind of the mode of treating exchange students at the time was you would do a big, awkward thing or, or, or like you made a big show of doing the like two things that you knew about the exchange students culture like you would you, you, you like make the whole class do them i can't imagine it was ever that heartwarming for the exchange student and it probably didn't teach everyone that much but there was this mode at the time in cartoons but also in like real life of like let's welcome them by ha- and like uh doug uh doug does this too with with um the the uh student who's from <laughs> I think the the fake country is called Yak Estonia. <laughs> uh, uh, there's like an episode where uh, yeah, yeah, sorry, it's a Yak Yak Estonian kid named named Fentruck who comes, <laughs> and 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 the the like uh, sure. the like dollar store Don Knotts character makes a big show of that we're gonna do a little bit of Yak Estonian culture to welcome them. And so I feel like that's he's like, all right, all right we're going to sleep like they do in VOD. We're going to sleep on sticks. And, and, the and then they go in on a big hike and they lose the food. Like We're going to eat like we do in VOD. And it sounds pretty good. She's like, we, we eat like onions and mushrooms. I'm like, all right, that sounds tasty to me. <laughs> See, this is the thing. If you come from a country of extreme poverty and you get to the United States, the richest country on earth, the first thing you don't want to hear is we're all going to sleep on the sidewalk tonight. <laughs> Well, uh, like, no, look, I this didn't is, come she, here to do that. Well, but she, it's, I, I, I think for her, it's not poverty. Yeah, this is what I they th- do. No, I think it is extreme poverty, and she's just accepted like, she it. She has and like superhuman strength from, look, from because like, she has to kill bears sticks. for food. <laughs> Unreliable narrator. So that's she true, is just, that's true. just like John Candy. And I, I don't want to have to keep going back to this well, but in the 80s, classic romp better off dead <laughs> we have the french foreign exchange student show up and what do they have at dinner french bread yeah, yeah. french dressing yeah. french fries so this 100 checks out yeah that also she would be doing the opposite thing like let me show you how we do it because i am an exchange student and that's the whole point right, i introduce you to my shit you introduce me to your shit and like, you know, who doesn't like sleeping on a bed of sticks? <laughs> Me. I like have, the indoors. Have you tried it? 
Uh, I would also There's like a lot of to, things uh, I haven't tried that I know I don't like. <laughs> I would right, like to suggest that you are a racist, uh, mm. not just because you won't slip on a bed of sticks, but it's on the list of reasons. <laughs> Which okay. is, of course, uh, a mile a long. mile long. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> 2.6 kilometers long. Because, you know. How dare you? That's what they do in Vought. <laughs> That's not right, is it? How many fucking kilometers in a mile? Uh, I mean, you are asking the wrong. Person. Two kilometers <laughs> is 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 just over a mile. Okay, well then, you know, like could be anything. Yeah. Um, there's also in there is also she wants to go on a swim, but the lake is negative forty degrees, which <laughs> would be frozen. It would mm-hmm. be frozen, even oh. in Fahrenheit. That would be frozen. Ah, no, if. It were of a, sol- a sufficient salinity, mm-hmm. it could indeed be forty degrees below zero. So as they're diving in, they're also getting a mouthful of salt. Yeah, yeah. Although uh, when uh, John Candy dives in, he does instantly become a giant uh, block of ice of John Candy. Now, that was pretty funny. I thought that was good. I like that bit. Uh, we also uh, the last one in is a was, was uh, Chan. You got the sound pole for this. Uh yes, and also one right after that we're gonna have to talk about. Let's talk oh about it. yeah, yep. <laughs> I also was like, what is that from Vot, or did she find that from a movie? The last one in water is rot with flick and flacken. <laughs> last one in is a rotten flick and flacken, which and does then... not li- linguistically stand up and to the. She calls out to Cobra La for some reason. That was a little strange. <laughs> uh, and then this. Check out Shamu. What the fuck did they call this a uh, 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 foreign exchange girl a, f- a fucking whale? I, I think so. Oh, I mean, they did. Now I is... don't think they meant it like that, but they might have meant how it. How like do that. I don't know how else you mean it? <laughs> what it, what other uh, how else can you use Shamu Ray? Well, you see, Shamu is oh, in the right. ocean uh-huh. and uh-huh. can swim very very well, okay. being an aquatic sea creature. Uh-huh. Right? Also, Shamu is a whale, commonly mm-hmm. used to denote fat people right. around this time period kind of what to I, demean them. Yeah, sort of what I. Uh, also, yeah, Blackfish hadn't come out yet, so it wasn't like, <laughs> oh, look, she's holding one of the kids down underwater. <laughs> oh, what a real Shamu! <laughs> I would one hundred percent be okay if that were the reference. Um, that would have been get... very funny. I think uh, slightly too dark for for Camp Candy, but very funny <laughs> for Camp Candy. Yeah, but not necessarily like parts of dark water. Totally. <laughs> yeah, oh, dude. To be honest, oh. not not too dark for Masters of Menace. Long, my point I'm trying day. to make is uh, <laughs> is uh, okay. So uh, we get to a subplot now where Alex, who sucks, <laughs> legitimately sucks as yeah. a human being. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know yeah. I'm supposed to be on Alex's side. Yeah. She's my protagonist through this. But she is a racist. She they, is misogynist. They're not she's even an all around bad person. They, they, they don't even make it clear. It's obviously clear, but they don't have her say out of her mouth like, oh, I can't do that. I'm jealous of that. Right. She's just there being like, fuck you and yeah. everything you're doing, which is. <laughs> you I mean, fucking foreign piece of shit. It's like, whoa. Alex, yeah. Hey, come on. Yeah. Jeez. It comes yeah. off poorly. You know, I, I I'm here to see Alex the camper, not Ashley from Mass Effect. I don't need this kind of space racism in my camp candy. Thank you very much. 
Um, you that was for must you, Frankie. Be, I was hoping you'd get it, and you did, and I'm happy about that. So happy to have someone with your level of video game knowledge. You understand <laughs> Truly. how it's, much I tested the waters with that one and <laughs> scored. That is a that was a three on one I went for and scored. That was incredible. I don't get to do that on this show ever. I don't get to complete breakaways on this show, much Frankie, less take on an entire team. Frankie, we will have you back because I'd love to. This is never. This is. I've never heard Ray so happy. Uh, he is making the sort of references that, like, I the sort of literary references that I make that Gina's like, ha, 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 ha. like, yeah, I don't read books. So he's finally getting a piece of what it's like to. Uh, yeah, be well read, I guess. Or something. <laughs> can you, Frankie? Can you do me a favor? Can you just say, just for me, just uh, humor me on this? Can you just uh-huh. say, "Hi, I'm Gina Ippolito." Hi, I'm Gina Ippolito. I think we got it. I think I think we're good. <laughs> no. I think we're good going forward. Quite oh, honestly, oh no, I would never <laughs> even attempt to replace Gina. No, that would probably no, and be I'm a bad pretty sure. Even just saying that, like not even going through with it and like ditching Gina or anything, she's already heard that. Oh, and I mean, she's yeah. coming for you. I'm a little in afraid six, that se- I that I six... yes handed the bit. I'm I'm, I'm kind of scared <laughs> about that. Guys, in six seven years, when she's listening to this episode, pull out a spreadsheet. I'm gonna be in deep shit. <laughs> no Didn't one listen no to one her. Tell- no one tell her, you listeners. Don't you dare. <laughs> She's not Don't listening you. to the old ones. She's listening to the new ones. She's only gone bad for a month. We only have weeks to live. Oh, God no. Well, guys, it's been nice knowing you. I'm going to go out and buy a finest suit now <laughs> since it's happening. Um, uh, so Alex legitimately sucks. And there's yeah. a whole sequence here where uh, they want to take a hike. Uh, there was a great bit where they say we're going to walk from Pointing Rock to punk rock and then punk rock <laughs> is a rock with a bunch of like mohawk like sticks coming out yeah, of it that was i was a, so was a happy. fun visual gag i was so happy about that we even uh, uh we even make a hulk hogan reference on the show yeah yes. that's pretty wild that was insanity it must have been on the same network as rock and wrestling whoa i'd like to see her in the wrestling ring up against hulk hogan i'd like to see her go home Dang. Shut the fuck up, Alex. Wow. Rancid, rancid person. But so it was word uh, is harsh. Yeah, it was the Hogan and Go Home it didn't didn't quite work. <laughs> go home again. <laughs> oh, see, that would have been yeah, yeah. Worked. Um anyway, we we now ha- we now have a very bizarre bit that seems out of place that they just use it uh, for a later plot point, but uh, uh she picks up a giant tree, yanks a tree a uh, 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 Zagu does. Mm. And then uses it as like the bridge layer from G.I. Joe. There's a bunch of ants that live under the tree who are pissed and declare war on humanity. <laughs> it was a shocking moment at this point in this episode. That was really funny. And and the the uh, head ant was uh, Douglas MacArthur. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, like that the big pipe and stuff. Uh, they declare war. They I steal like all it's, the... It's either yes. MacArthur or... Patton. Those are the only two uh, general Could references. Have been I feel like it's just kind of both. Maybe they're just like, yeah, we'll, we'll just throw it in a big, uh, <laughs> a big general stew. I'm going with general amalgam. <laughs> yeah. uh, they they steal all the food, but leave an IOU, which I thought was yeah, a very good very bit. Funny. I yeah. thought that was a very yeah. good bit. I enjoyed that very much. Um, at this point, uh, Sam wakes up at like 5 a.m. because that's when that's when we do this with Z- Zagu <laughs> Zagulina. Um, uh, uh, Zagu's already up, so Sam. So they go off together. There's a a, a rock fall that ends up happening because yeah. Zagu is getting a little crazy. Uh, she ends up grabbing this giant boulder that's about to crush all the campers, 
throws it, not looking where it's going. It ends up creating a dam, yeah. which causes a gigantic, <laughs> what is it, a, a, a typhoon-level flood with tidal waves about to destroy the entire camp. And I just wrote in my notes, this seems unlikely. Well, you know, I think it's a commentary on the fragility of the ecosystem yeah. and the impact of man's interference and how you can mm-hmm. wind up doing things like accidentally changing the course of rivers because you've extirpated all the wolves. And uh, bringing in foreign uh, creatures <laughs> yes. to yeah. Yeah. an environment yeah. changes Non-native it. Non-native creatures. <laughs> and that's where I learned to be xenophobic at a young age. <laughs> Stop the steal. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> At this point, Alex and Zagu have decided to become best friends because yeah. uh, for some, I don't even know what changed. Alex well, is like, you know what? Maybe I'm just being an asshole. No, she's just uh, a superpowered well, no, individual. She realizes what happened. Uh, Zagu yeah. realizes what she did. So she's and trying she to push another rock to stop the thing. Alex is like, we all have to band together to save the place. And then they all do. They all, uh, I don't understand how any of these other people could have uh, uh, helped push the rock. <laughs> right. I don't know how this works. Clearly like orders of magnitude stronger than any of them. Uh, but they do. And she says, okay, well, yeah, uh, now, now we are friends. Um, which man, that took her a long ass time to get to. Cause yeah. Zagu even straight up says out loud. I think Alex is not liking me. And that is, uh, that's, that's pretty it's, it's hurtful. heartbreaking. Yeah. It's rough. It's a rough moment. Well, they end up making friends and we get, we get a bit that I kind of enjoyed. Where she says to Alex, please don't call me Zagu. My friends, my best friends call me Za. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, you just keep shortening your name. (laughs) It's fine. Uh, I I, I like that, I guess. And then I don't know. Is this racist that they give her blue jeans? I think it's a little, it's a little, it's a little racist. That's one of those major uh, uh, cultural uh, points that people like air quotes knew about, uh, uh, Russian people back yes. then in the early nineties, like, Oh yeah, right. they pay like a good jillion dollars for a pair of jeans. Well, and I, I think it's also, it, it can also maybe be a, a subtle joke about the sort of blunt ignorance of the Americans that the gift they give her is jeans. Well, except that but she's she into them. it. Uh, well, yeah, she's, she is in it, but it's also just kind of funny, you know, to be like, Oh, they're, oh, they're going to give her jeans. Of course. I don't know. I can't I get... you with a pair of genuine designer label, American stonewashed jeans. Is folk costume. Is folk costume. <laughs> is it a folk costume? That's so <laughs> she, she yeah. sends it right back at him. Yeah. Oh, is this what you, you people <laughs> wear? This is, uh, how your quaint customs. I respect <laughs> that. I respect that. She knew yeah. what she was, she was getting and she, fucking shot it right back but she didn't say no i'm saying that right now because no, you can sell that shit come on and then, Huge. and then they eat we're gonna eat american food so they eat marshmallows and i think <laughs> yeah. to myself no wonder we're in the state that we're in right now <laughs> here in the united states she's eating onions and other vegetables and we're eating literally processed <laughs> sugar uh, to be fair i'm gonna go back to that line this is where she specifically she talks about it in my country, people live on wild onions and pine cones. <laughs> so onions and pine cones. Oh, fu- Extreme pine poverty, cones. Chan. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, immediately after that, uh, uh, John Candy's like, yeah, but are there like <laughs> yeah. fucking Are there big juicy cones? ones? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good bit. I like that. Uh, now uh, we have traditional Russian outfits for everyone, not just John Candy. Right. Well, everyone no, these has are, outfits. These are, these are from Vought. Yeah, Vought, which is not Russia. 
a, no, it's a corporation. A, 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 a they sponsor the seven. Source of neo uh, neo vaudeville bits throughout the episode, <laughs> <laughs> and they dance around a campfire, and it is not just a little eerie. It's very eerie. Um, and then we cut to the end. We're having fun, and you know That's what? It cult. does end with like a like a fu- a a heart. Yeah, felt uh, uh, like written joke, which I. The best part was we all learned that whether you're from Vought, there, then or how, only one thing matters: friendship. That's Vought. The uh, yeah, like Vought, there, then, Vought. We we finish that joke. Me... Friendship. That's Vought. It's it's, it's uh, simple and it's uh, 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 cheesy, but also like. I was, I liked it. I liked yeah, it. Yeah, it's nice. You're telling me somebody who comes from a deeply communist country didn't understand what teamwork was? <laughs> I, 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 I see through you, Camp Candy. <laughs> I do not agree. I do not agree is all I'm trying to say. Yeah, but, you know, and so, like, you know, corniness is kind of whatever. And, like, yeah, I sometimes wish kids entertainment could aim a little higher but also can i tell you about a show called bluey (laughs) can i tell you can ray and i go on at length about a show called bluey please do because i i have not sat down to see it i saw it was like i saw a lot of complaints i think from 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 you channel on facebook i think maybe you mentioned it at some point um but what what is it we don't have a lot of time for this but (laughs) let me just say if you have disney plus Watch Bluey. There are some delightful episodes. My personal current favorite being the season three episode, The Unicorse. Which, if it's don't make that the first episode you see. If you make it like the fifth episode you see, you're gonna be okay. (laughs) We're doing a we're doing our fifth rewatch right now um, of Bluey. We're up to season one, episode six, and um, each episode's about eight minutes long, uh, much like Camp Candy and its at its essence. So uh, I, everyone just watch, even if you don't have kids, watch some Bluey, get cultured. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll but, but what I was trying to come around to say was, you know, as I become older and I see that the world is inundated with hollow messages about like buying stuff and just negative messages all the time. I, 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 I I'm, I'm fine with kids programming. Just try, just trying to tell them nice, friendly things to be nice to each other. I think that's actually great because exactly. there's so much messaging that you can't, shield your that you can't shield kids from like billboards to me still like when i think about billboards objectively it's weird that we allow (laughs) huge chunks of sky and space are taken up by someone trying to sell you an app or tell you about uh fucking polly's upcoming dj weekend at a resort (laughs) in vegas like this is what society is is literally elevating above everything else i tell you that's one weird thing that i still am not used to here in los angeles is there are there are legitimate physical billboards for acts in a different state (laughs) in las vegas nevada whatever is going on whatever the big acts are we get physical billboards of that just as we're driving down our road here in regular Los Angeles. Yeah. And it's an eight hour drive away. Look, all I'm going to say is that uh, we got a lot of billboards in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. We're even starting. Uh, we, we also have like digital billboards where it's yeah. essentially a giant TV screen Kinda showing like commercials this. along the way. But yeah. until we get to the Blade Runner future, we're entire uh, uh, skyscrapers. <laughs> are just from top to bottom gigantic video screens showing like 
uh, hot Asian women drinking Coca-Cola, <laughs> like it won't go far enough for me. I do okay buy with- a couple of years, Chan. Just give them but, a couple of years. I mean, they probably do already have them in Dubai, but I don't give a shit about the World Cup, so I'll never be there. <laughs> wow. Speaking of xenophobic. <laughs> suddenly i'm the least xenophobic person on the table uh i'm only gonna say that the plight of chinese workers in dubai yeah is I, actually there's a lot of reasons person. to not go to dubai <laughs> you know if you don't like it don't sign the contract maybe read it first idiots uh is that a good take is that no, a good take? no <laughs> they like take their passports and then take the contract away and they they're just sort of a slave there Good times, good times. So thanks. Oh, that's Ray. actually a bad take. Thing to drink <laughs> what you just said. It's actually a really bad take. I probably shouldn't have that take. No, I wouldn't. Guys, I, I changed my mind. I don't have that take. <laughs> we fixed Ray. We did it. This. Yay. But I'm still somehow on the side of Dubai. Don't ask no, me how this works. Ray, no. Don't ask me. Raising the raising the pocket a big big. Big Dubai. <laughs> big, big, what the fuck is Dubai. that thing? It's just real big. It's just big. Can I tell you, I watched this documentary on YouTube about this man-made island thing they were trying to make in yeah. Dubai. Have you seen yeah. this? They had like seven different island structures planned out to go where they were going to sell all this multi-million dollar high-end real estate on these things called the Palms. And one was like a bunch of islands, man-made islands representing the nations of the world. Yeah. And they finished the Palms about 80% haven't finished anything else and then they decided oh no one wants this and they can't um, sell any of it i mean and so it's just stopped 10 10 10 000 people live in the palms yeah that's not a lot uh, for I how mean, much they pumped nothing, into it. but yeah yeah it's it's rough i mean uh, uh it's 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 bad it's really really bad they have really disrupted the eco structure ecosystems oh yeah of completely. that entire area horribly for something that they yeah. realized about a quarter of the way in after the damage was done, we shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> it's it's wild. It's it's a real it's a real testament to the hubris of mankind. It's almost yeah. as if you give a human being too much goddamn money, they're only going to make bad choices. Yeah. Like Hello? leaving their phone on during Hello? the recording of a podcast. <laughs> Look. I got I'm a lot a call of, from my wife. I'll be right I back. <laughs> I like sex in my butt. <laughs> you know, you say that, Chan. I'd like to put it to the test. Give me all the money and let, let's find out how really terrible I get. Because I bet I could get pretty bad. I, I bet you could too. I don't think anybody's betting against that. I, you know what? I want to prove the world wrong. I think I could be terrible. <laughs> anyway, that was the end of the cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you can find us online at uh, Twitter or something. I'm talking major human rights violations. We got here. I'm talking arrests. Um, major I, jail time for everyone. Ray Not me. I'm rich. Ray. Some dumbass vampire thing that you can listen to. Vampire. Thing. Uh, you know how many people I could pay to listen to Reclaimed Detroit, <laughs> a vampire, the masquerade audio drama sound <laughs> everywhere you podcast and also at vampiredetroit.com or vampire Detroit on Twitter. Do you know how many people I could pay to do that? If I had all the money, there would be human rights violations. There'd be that many people listening. While Ray oh. continues the bit, Frankie, why don't you tell us where people can find you online? Uh, well, you can find me online mainly through Wizworld Live. I'm on Twitter, Instagram. Twitch is where the show happens. There's a there's a website with a shop with a, 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 a little bit of merch. Um, you, 
you can find us at at Ren Fairs all across California. Hopefully someday across the country. We just need yeah, enough juice yeah. to be able to get flown out places. Who knows? But uh, <laughs> Wizworld Live, the live broadcast Fridays, 8 Pacific. And we're going to be taping new episodes of the podcast version, which, because I'm insane, are totally different interviews from the stream. <laughs> so it's, way, it's way more work for no reason. That's, but um, no I'd love idea, to have... <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant to make more work for myself. But uh, Ray, we'd love to have you guys on as characters uh, if you wanted to. Sometimes totally I'm better. talking about some dark Poe twisted yeah. Stephen mm-hmm. King stuff. Yeah, if we my, gave, we my gave Ray enough time to write dreams. more bits. Yeah, and... <laughs> I mean, if you gave me all the money, the world would never recover. But I'm willing to put that to the test. Uh, at GI Joe Podcast is where we are on Twitter. I'm at 999 RPMs. I'm in every nightmare you would have going forward because all our lives except mine would be terrible. Ray's at Almighty Ray. Gina's at Gina Ippy. Uh, she'll be back. I gotta hope so. Because he doesn't get this out of control when Gina's here. Because <laughs> everyone is afraid of her. <laughs> Are we done? Hello, dear listeners. Do you enjoy playing video games with your best friends? Then I have the pod for you. I'm Philip, host of The Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. Each week, my co-host Nave and I break down a cooperative experience in gaming. And we are always looking for new co-op partners to join us. So come play with us on The Gaming Together podcast. So I'm standing over this toilet taking a piss and I'm playing my Pokemon and I dropped it in the toilet. I remember the Game Boy just tumbling in the water. And I remember screaming for my mom trying to get this Game Boy. Wait, how old are you? And she yelled at me. She yelled at me. Oh my god. Traumatized. I was like, no, my my Pokemon. That's Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. Come on down, co-op partners.